friends, family, and friends who become familia. I know, I know it's been a minute, but welcome to your favorite hour of the beautiful game. Yes, welcome to Reformed Hooligans. It's been a while, but we're back, y'all. Someone cue the mace. Welcome back. We in here, as always, your host, Osan, here with, oh man, my guy, new dad. Welcome to the dad club, Brian. What's good, man? Hey, life's good. Life's good. It's been, it's been crazy. You know, um, there were a couple weeks of games that I had to catch up on, you know, the next day with the replays and everything. Thank you, Peacock. But um, <laughs> God bless Peacock. God bless Peacock. But you know what? And also, uh, shout out to Galazzo for getting Serie A on CBS Sports. Because uh, let yeah. me tell you, Italian Serie A has been entertaining as hell this year. Victor Osimhen, get well soon, buddy. Get well soon. You were on your way to being like the next Lukaku, bro. He was Bruce on his way. Bruce. I've Bruce. We, we've been raving about him on this podcast for about yeah. the existence. He yeah. was high on that list. And his pred- and his successor, Jonathan David, as well, in the headlines. We'll get to him because he's one of those guys that's going to be in a particular category. Um, but yeah, Osahan, the dad club. You know, I'm a, uh, a girl dad. You know, uh, yeah, buddy. And so it's good life. You know, love the two ladies in my life, and we're going with it. You know, there it is. There it, it is. I've decided this week we're going to be. Favorite Manchester duo right now. Cristiano Ronaldo and Marcus Rashford. That's who we're going to be this week. Um, bro, we got a lot to catch up on. But I yeah. think uh, at the heart of it is there's been a lot of movement in the managerial world, particularly in the Premier League. But with that, some folks may say, well, you guys are getting a little Premier League heavy. However, the Premier League, what happens in the Premier League sets a lot of dominoes in effect for what happens in the other big Europa League, I mean UEFA League. So let's get to it. There have been some movements. First and foremost, let's we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. So at the bottom of the barrel in the Premier League sits one Newcastle United who have recently got uh, had a takeover. They got that good uh Era of money from this from the Saudi Crown Prince, um, but also got rid of our friend, of my friend, your friend Brian, your guy, your guy. Oh yeah, and uh, hired Eddie Howe. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie really got himself into a little bit of a storm now, did he? Just a little bit. He, I mean, he's trying. Those, he's he's trying to it, it, listen. If he can get Newcastle out of relegation, and then have a big transfer window, he's about to go from like Eddie Howe to like Sir Eddie Howe real quick. If he can turn this around, let me tell you. Oh, listen, because he this be a looks national treasure. This is like one of those like outside of Derby County right now. Newcastle might be the third or fourth toughest job in all of the English football league right now because that's how horrible. This roster has no balance, no depth whatsoever. You have a bunch of overpaid like guys that don't fit. And never mind the fact your defenders are just some of the like odd like you put some odd 
formations out there. Like Steve Roos was playing five in the back with Fernandez, Karen Clark. Karen, I'll get to Karen Clark in a second. And Yikes. Jamal Lasselis. Other than Lasselis, the whole back line and Jamal Lewis, the whole back line can go. Okay, like I, I don't even I don't even want to even talk about Phil Dummett or or some of these other guys on the bench that I don't even know who they are anymore. Then the midfield, I mean, outside of okay, I don't mind Sean Longstaff, but like at the end John of the day, I don't think he's good enough. Well, John Joe Shelby, at least as a squad player, has a use, but I mean, as a starting player, what is he doing? Uh, Longstaff, another guy who's more of a squad player, not really a guy you rely on. I mean, Joe Willick, okay, he he, he had a good six months. Wonderful. But, I mean, for $30 million, you could have went out and got like someone like uh, Nikola Vlasic, who probably would have fit more of a role for them than he does at West Ham, right? And Joe Willick sold himself short. He could have got better than leaving Arsenal for Newcastle. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He wasn't going to play much at Arsenal. Good true. I mean, hey, here's the thing. Eddie Howe, if, um, you know, Callum Wilson there, listen, <sighs> There's not Newcastle's up front, St. Maximum, Callum Wilson, even if Almarone comes back and stays healthy, that's not a bad forward line. You can live with that. That's they they've they've lived with that in the past couple of years. They've done worse. That yeah. midfield needs like one small piece, and that defense needs like an overhaul. Now in football manager, they went out and bought Jenny Jackman from freaking Getafe for $60 million. Talk about an overpay of the century. I think I had him in a Valencia save once. I got him for like $8 million and, and I had him for three years. But, um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Gianluca Mancini, eh, not a fan of Gianluca Mancini. That, that for, like, I think it was $74 million. I'm like, eh, that's like, that, he's the Italian Harry Maguire. Why would I want that? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that, Brian. No, no. Harry, I was, uh, oh, man. And then we'll get to him. We'll get to him. It's just, yeah, we'll get to him in a second. But like, Eddie Howe's in a tough spot right now, man. I mean, Wayne Rooney has the toughest job in all professional soccer right now, but Eddie Howe's not far behind. Because that expectations after January, if they go out and get like four or five guys and he doesn't get off to like a quick, if they're not like in 18th by March, he's getting canned. Like this is going to turn into like Abramovich Chelsea real quick. Cold world. And then Sam Allardyce is going to manage to freaking take him out. There we go. That, that, I, I mean, like hey, Sam Allardyce hey, is always you know waiting. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't hire Allardyce to be honest with you, because you know yeah. what. But here's the thing: Allardyce also has an expect has a, a history of uh, putting clubs in some really bad wage situations, like what's going on at Fulham right now, right? Or actually, what was that? Fulham, not West Brom. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, West Brom. Yeah, I am. Um, which uh, which is putting a championship in a bit of an interesting uh, fight, yeah. which we'll talk about in future episodes because the championship yep. is just fun as hell this year. What when I look at this Newcastle squad? First of all, I didn't think Eddie Howe would get back into coaching so soon. I thought he would take at least wait out the rest of the season before he hopped back. Could have waited for Southampton to open up if Hassan Hoodle got canned. There you go. I think Southampton would have been a better bet for him. Yeah, but definitely a better Granted, bet. That roster that roster's worse than Newcastle's. Yeah. Yeah. It's it looks superficially that, decent, but it's Yeah. When it comes down to it. I mean, at least with Newcastle, you have Callum Wilson. 
You have Lascelles. You have two solid goalkeepers in Woodman and Dabravka. And you also have the Long- Sean Longstaff, who you can get an asset for. And say maximum, you can get big money for. James Ward-Prowse, what's the most you can get for James Ward-Prowse? Jeez. 20 million euros in the open market? Yikes. Say maximum, you can go out and get for 50, and, and he'll some. I, I guarantee you some team in Germany or France or Italy will go after him. Mm-hmm. Like Inter Milan, for example, if Brozovic goes, I mean, oh, say maximum to me. Heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, that could be a guy they throw out wide and then they try to transition, mm-hmm. you know, another different style of formation yeah. there. I mean, Perisic was someone they had on the wing for a long time. They never really replaced him. And Kalangalu, we'll see how long he sticks around. I'm never – I was never really convinced about him. No, I don't think he's the kind of guy that you play at an elite European level. You know, I, I think he's a guy who could play in Serie A at a competitive level, but I don't think he's a guy that could play in Europe at a competitive rate. So no, that's gonna that's gonna get exposed. So yeah, Inter has an old roster, so they have to make some cost cutting moves um, going forward here. So that part. So first up, Newcastle dropped Steve Bruce, picked up Eddie Howe. TBD on what we shall see, folks. Next well, up. Oh, go ahead. If you were to look at, well, let's look at the transfer window there because there's about three or four guys oh, that are rumored yeah. for them. Obviously, the Usman Dembele contract rumors are hilarious. Apparently, 200,000 pounds a week have been offered to Dembele. So, Yikes. That, that, I mean, him and St. Maximum would be cool as hell. Oh, yeah, that'd With be Callum cool. Wilson pace, up front. Pace, pace, I mean, pace, you pace, could pace, just pace. go, hey, just get defenders that could just sh- direct. I would play direct the whole direct way. Route one. That's some route one right there. there um, no midfield. It's just like, you know, Spurs a couple of years ago, just launch at the sun and came and, and hope for the best. Jose Mourinho style. Um, Phil Coutinho, I, I'm not buying any of that. I don't think he wants to leave Spain for the next six months. I don't think Gareth Bale is going to be an option. Uh, but I will say that in the in, – in, Renato Sanchez is someone that I, I would want to point out because even though he's been injured this year so far, if Sanchez were healthy, now he's played in the Premier League before that horrible Swansea City team with Bob Bradley. I, I, I don't think we need any memories of, of that. Oh, my Yikes. God. He, left ben, he went from Benfica to Bayern Munich. He went on loan to Swansea. Just think of how bad Renato Sanchez was at that point. He was just so disoriented. Oh, but, um, bad. Shout out to Bob you Bradley. Know, Lille, yeah. FC. And and keep in mind, like Lille's a disaster right now. Like even though they've done good in the Champions League, like they're just a freaking disaster. That squad needs to be like that squad has no confidence going forward. Just um, a year removed. Just I mean, that team was kind of like that team honestly, that Le- the Leicester team of four years ago smokes that Lille team out of the water. And that Lille team's solid. But Magnon was the big was the big difference. You take him out, and and it changes the whole landscape of things because he really is a world class goalkeeper. And right now, Milan he's proven it because Milan don't look like they miss Donnarumma as much as people thought they were. So, you know, bold move by Maldini. Let's let's call Paolo Maldini. You know, uh, he did pretty good. He didn't overpay for Gigi and Hakan Kalanglu, and so far he hasn't really it hasn't really hurt him in the long run, but. If Rafi Liao leaves AC Milan, Maldini's going to be off with his head because they can't lose another guy. That part. So, That's for sure. But I think if uh, there's a defender linked, I mean, you could also look at James Tarkowski, Newcastle. But yeah. if Burnley's going to hold on to him for the rest of the season, then Newcastle will have to see if they could stave off relegation and then sign Tarkowski. But West Ham 
also was in on Tarkowski, and they offered as much as thirty million for him in August. So there's a bit of a there's a bit of a scare there from some of these teams in the bottom because they don't want to give up too much. But we'll see, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, moving along, next team up at the bottom of the barrel is Norwich. Uh, Norwich filed, fired Daniel Fark. Uh, finally. Exactly. The other F word, finally. Um, and replaced him yeah. with Dean Smith. You may say, Dean Smith? I thought he coached Aston Villa. We'll get to that in a moment. Norwich mm-hmm. has just been on this roller coaster, right? They, they get promoted. They get relegated. They are what they promoted, are, though. Relegated. I mean, they're they, like the 23rd they, best team in England, so that's it. they go back and so forth. Going, they yo-yo. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to hit the yo-yo. It is what it is. And you know what's a crazy thing is? This team this year is much better than the team of two years ago. I just got to say. Like, this team, Miller Rashika, uh, Max Ahrens is far better than he was two years ago. Max Ahrens is like, you know, a top half of the Premier League type of player at this point yeah. in time in his career. Yeah. Um, they have Billy Gilmore on loan. Dean Smith just puts him out there, kind of lets him do whatever Grealish kind of kind of in the role Grealish was in Aston Villa when they were in the championship yeah. in that Mazala midfield role. I like that. Yep, I'm sure Chelsea does too. <laughs> I'm sure Chelsea's like, well, you love it. Um, oh, but I think with Norwich, like Pookie is a guy that if you put him with another striker, it would be much much more interesting. Now. Josh Sargent, they chose to sign Josh Sargent. Now, I wonder if, like, a Mitrovic was available for about the same price because Mitrovic with Pookie would have been actually really interesting. I think Mitrovic had, has the work rate where even if he wasn't scoring goals, you know defensively he's going to press. You know passing-wise he can do all the deep-line forward shit that Timo Pukki struggles with. And – Kind of like a poor man's Jimenez role, right? I mean, that's kind of what Mitrovic yeah. kind of is. Yep. So why not get that kind of player? Josh Sargent's not that kind of player. He's more of like the tall, pacey, awkward type of mm-hmm. – like he, he's kind of the opposite of what you'd expect from like a guy of that size. But he's kind of like – I'll call him it. He's the American Joe Linton at this point. Ah, like he's more, great comparison. But it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad great thing. Comparison. But the thing is with Joe Linton – Keep in mind, Newcastle defensively play better when he plays. Norwich, Norwich look better. Formation, like their formidability looks better when they have Puki and Josh because Josh Sargent can at least help out and set pieces with his size. He's 6'3". So yep. there's a little bit of an advantage there. But again, this Norwich team's not talented enough. I think Dean Smith's going to have a trouble keeping them up. They're probably going to go back down. But at least with Dean Smith, you have guys that he's coached at Brentford before successfully. You know, Brentford's in the Premier League now, obviously two coaches later. Uh, he's coached at Villa. Obviously, we'll talk to Aston Villa in a second. But, I mean, Dean Smith is solid. The players like playing for him everywhere he goes. So that's all you could ask for with Norwich at this point. There it is. And since we're, we're on. So speaking of Dean Smith, uh, the club that he was at previously, Aston Villa. They gave him the Bootsy and hired one Steven Gerrard, the Steven Gerrard, the Stevie G of Liverpool lore, right? Um, when, when I saw that Dean Smith got the boot, it was a feeling of, 
Hmm. About time. About time. Because he, he brought that team as far, really, as he could. There was a three and a half years. Took them as far as he could. It just made sense. When uh, coaching possibilities were being thrown around, I don't even know where Steven Gerrard came from, but it just literally popped into my brain. And I was like, mm, I think Steven Gerrard's going to get this job. Sure enough, boom, the man, the legend, he's there. Um, but Villa, they're not a bad side. They're not a bad side at all. We Those are one of those teams we, there's, I'd probably say three or four teams that are not like top four teams that we consistently talk about. Um, if not on the air, that we're are a consistent part of our conversation when it comes to the Premier League. Aston Villa, well, West Ham's now a top four team. Um, Crystal Palace. Um, these are teams we look at and we're like, dude, the possibilities with these teams. Leicester now at this point, like the right. possibilities that these teams have, <clears throat> if just either you tinker with the formation, um, or you you move some pieces. Like look at looking at Villa, right? Before uh, in the final probably like month or so of Dean Smith's tenure, you look at the way he organized that back line. And I remember week in and week out, we would look at that formation with the three-man back line of Mings, Kansa, and Twan Zibi. We look and say, what in the heck is this? This is no. This is not it. This is not it at all. He was, They're not built to play like that. They don't have the all. midfield. They don't have the – if you – they don't have the midfield to do that. Now, McGinn and Louise are more like holding midfielders. They're not like, right. you know, they're not like, you know, Conte and Jorginho. Exactly. Unfortunately, that's not, I mean, even Suchek and Rice might get away with that. You're not going to get away with that McGinn and Louise. Not so, at all. Not at all. Not and it. plus those two, they're too strong on the attacking side for you to, to hold them back like that uh, and to have to cover when your wingbacks are making those runs. So the the first move Gerard makes throws four in the back line and they've looked they've won two in a row, um, barely almost had two clean sheets in a row with that. So th- I think Stevie G is going to take them next level, um, no doubt. Brian, I know you had some uh, some sentiments regarding this selection. Thoughts? I mean, I, I out of the short list for Villa. Now, Paula Fonseca was a name that I kept in the back of my head. I go, okay, if Villa really want to get to the European level, Fonseca would be an interesting signing if Villa wanted to go like, kind of outward. He's but been Stevie in G was perfect. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham Hotspur, obviously, we're looking at him originally. Uh, and, you know, even Nuno, they could have had Nuno this time around too. He was available, right? But they went with Stevie G because I think for Villa, they're looking at it from maybe a standpoint of, hey, we want to raid some of Liverpool's guys. I mean, Nat Phillips could be someone that they have extreme covered for. They need depth defensively. I like that. Especially if Kansa or Mings go in and move this offseason. Now, I can definitely see Kansa going because Kansa plays on the right back side and some teams in the top of the league could use that. Never mind if some European sides go after someone like a Kufa, right? Who's to say that West Ham lose him to – you know, some gigantic team somewhere else, right? So let's keep that in mind as well. Teams are preparing for other teams to make moves. And, of course, for Aston Villa, you know, they have Bertrand Triori that's going to come back from injury. Um, you know, how is El Ghazi going to fit now with Gerrard? I'm assuming El Ghazi will have a more of a role. Now, Wesley had that horrible injury last year. How If he Ooh, comes back, how yeah. is he going to fit in there, right? He's a nice little backup attacker there. And – you know, um, 
of course they have. They, I mean, I, I just think with with El with Mendy being gone, he went to League One, some team at League One on a permanent basis. You know, they need a little cover for Matt Target and Matt Cash. Like they need a little bit of a cover there. So I wonder who they're going to look for at that left and right back spot. Now, maybe you know, if it wasn't Gerard, I would have. I wouldn't have been shocked if it was Wayne Rooney considering Darby County and the fact that he was highly misled by Darby County Man. the whole way. He got Bill O'Brien to Penn State, basically. That's the situation wow. that basically Wayne Rooney walked into. And keep in mind, crazy. If, the, if it wasn't for that points deduction, Darby is having the same kind of season they had last year with a slightly better roster than they do now. This team is a disaster because they're in administration, so they're under transfer embargo. They can't sign anybody. People oh. are leaving like whatever fee they can get. It's it's insane. And keep in mind, Tom Lawrence pretty much is Darby's best player right now. So let, let, that's it, it's insane. And he scored the goal this weekend before uh, Charlie Austin basically rubbed it in Darby County fans' face because <laughs> every time it, there's no love lost there. So that's just that, that's just. It, it, I don't feel bad for Darby though. I really don't. Literally, uh, you did it to yourself. Yeah. So it's sad because they have some good young players coming up that are going to be stuck in the abyss. It's Max tough. Bird and Jimmy uh, Jason Knight, those are two. Free these guys. Free Burn. Free Knight. Yeah. So Stevie G, wh- where do you think Stevie G ends up landing uh, Villa? I think he can get him to where Nuno got Wolves, the top eight. As long as he can get him towards that European competition, I think that's where Villa's goal is going to be. By then, who's to say Villa – doesn't lose him to Liverpool in three or four years by the time they get to that point. I mean, pretty much like if you're looking for second-tier managers, you're looking at Brandon Rogers at Leicester over the last five or six years, right? Well, actually, over the last three years, sorry. He hasn't been there that long. It feels like he's been there a long time, though. And then maybe David Moyes at Everton, right? That's kind of the standard of like, you know, if you're not a traditional power, right? You're not a... You're not one of the big six teams. You got to... Moyes at Everton laid the groundwork. You really did. Those were some good Everton teams too. We talked about it before in this podcast. So, and it's funny that Moyes is at West Ham right now, kind of doing Man. the same thing, same blueprint too. Same so blueprint, and they're in the top. Uh, yeah. So I mean, basically, it's just that's the gold standard. If Villa can get that kind of ability, the consistency, being able to hit the right guys, being able to bring up the right young players making the right deals to kind of move guys on. I mean, even some of the clubs right now, they're going to be in good shape or clubs that have been fiscally responsible, right? Bingo. Now you're looking at clubs like Crystal Palace that have managed to not spend big money, managed to not give in on selling Wilfred Zaha, and they've held him on this long. And now they have a squad that is not only worthy of it, but a squad that actually – might be just as good as Villa's right now. There it is. Honest to God. And that's a team that lost Andros Towson on a free. Bro, to Everton. Like, if they just kept Andros and left everybody else, I would have. I think they would be a, ten, a lot better team than they are right now. Absolutely. But that, the, some of the players on that team, they just, they're a fun team to watch before. Crystal Palace, you go, uh, uh, I'm all set. I'm not watching Crystal Palace. <laughs> but, you know, no offense to Roy Hodgson, but like Patrick Vieira. Another former Premier League star. So, yep. you know, seeing that little rivalry, that was fun. You know, seeing Villa and Crystal Palace. I watched yeah, that game. That was a good game. The whole 90 minutes. That was a very good game. So, that's that's the fun of it, man. 
I think I, uh, I think that's I, what it is seeing former players take over, and I think that was the fun seeing Man United hire Ollie too, right? I mean, yeah, someone who is someone who had great glory at the club, and yep, you know, mixed success. Sometimes you just reach your point where, like Dean Smith, where it's just hey, you got your peak, yeah. and that's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll move on. I, I think Stevie G definitely. Well, Stevie G and his crew outmanaged out Vieira in that match. There's some moves I think tactically Vieira could have made um, a lot sooner. For example, bringing on Michael. Unless Michael Elise was tired, bringing him on a lot mm-hmm. sooner. Um, I am a, you know, Crystal Palace gets my support in that. I think they're just a fun experiment that I really want to see succeed, especially for some of the young players that they have on that team. They're going to be fun. Uh, you could tell Zaha likes playing with these guys. Because there was there was some spurts I think oh, over the past Edward. couple of seasons where Zaha you could it. tell Zaha was like get me out of here like I'm not <laughs> I'm yeah. good get me out of here but pretty much with these young with these young guns the the Olises of the world the Eze's of the world uh, Connor Gallagher um, he's having fun again and that's uh, well Gallagher isn't going to be there next year he won't unfortunately Chelsea (laughs) Chelsea's going to call him back or sell him Uh, as I said go to Derby and just take Max Bird hey it might take him a little while but he might get there there it is get there not a bad get at all so Villa we definitely see Villa making moves uh let's see next firing ah yes one Tottenham Hotspur Nuno Espiritu Santo Started off first month of the season as coach of the month, manager of the month. Four clean sheets, four games, four mm-hmm. clean sheets. They were number two in the league. And it fell the off the table. And they fell clear off the table. Ugh, I mean, you know, and, and this was a bad fit. It just looked fit. awkward. You know what? Even when they were winning, it looked awkward. First of all, not selling Harry Kane, I think, drove Nuno over the edge. I honestly got to think it did. But I think Paratici wanted to sell too. I think Paratici wanted to move Harry Kane on too. But Daniel Levy just won't do Daniel it. Freaking Levy. I think you looking at I, I here's my truth. I think all the offers of the hundred million plus offers for Kane were all bullshit. I think they're all bullshit. I think you're looking at Lukaku going for seventy eight million a couple of years ago, right? When he left Inter when he left for Inter Milan to go back to Chelsea now. Like whatever it was, it was eighty something million. Are you telling me? That some team's going to pay more for Harry Kane than Romelu Lukaku? The same Lukaku who carried Everton to FA Cup tournaments. Harry Kane doesn't show up in big games the way Lukaku does. Now, now the England fans may go, well, he's been hurt. Listen, Lukaku plays hurt too, except you that don't part. even hear about it. Talk about That's it, the Brian. difference. Talk the about dude's it. a bull. The dude's a bull. First of all, like comparing Kane and, and, and Lukaku is like comparing Trezeguet and Henri. Yes, they're both great players. Yikes. But there's a reason Henri is better than Trezeguet. Trezeguet has his great goal in the 2,000 euro. That's that's a beautiful shot. That, that is fantastic. A stunner. But keep in mind, who who gave him that ball? Who gave Talk him that it. ball? Talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Lukaku does it all. That's what I'm saying. No team's going to pay Kane as much as Lukaku would. Absolutely not. It'd that's be, it. That's egregious. That's it's just atrocious it. to do such a thing. Lukaku, like you said, does it all. This is a man. He is a. There is a. a I think a tier of number nines that. Were that's at. the guy City wanted. There it in is. In my opinion, Chelsea beat City to him because I think they Lukaku, Lukaku in his heart punch. always wanted to go back to Chelsea. There I don't think City a, had a chance. No, not even close. There is a a tier. I think of number nines. 
you have like the top tier and then you have like almost like the god tier of nines, right? Right, right. now. No, guys Kane was that tier. top tier. Kane's Kane was top tier at one point, but the That's man, the he's, he's playing second, third class, okay? Right now, that god tier, right. you have Lewandowski. We know this, right? right. I'd say Benzema's the, in there. The level. Lukaku's yep. in there as well. Lukaku, Absolutely. for his size, should not be that fast. Should not be that technically sound with his feet. And then, of course, Mo Salah, even though he's Mo not Mo Salah, character, even though he's more of a wing, right but we'll throw him in there. We'll throw <laughs> no, Mo Salah in there. He's in that there. class right now. He's the king of, he's and, the king of and, Africa right now. Yeah. He is. Barnett, like, like second to like, that. Uh, unbelievable. King Mo. Well, first of all, speaking of speaking of uh top tier guys, let's let's talk about, you know, um some of the top tier coaches. But the thing is with Tottenham, it's like Son could have played the nine role the way that Santos wanted to be played. Like you could have easily done it the way that was. And you could have gone out and gotten another player to fill that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You already have Steven Bergvine. You wouldn't even have to go out and got a wing. You already had that. You could have had the perfect 4-3-3 the way Nuno wanted it. And what you chose to do was keep Harry Kane. So you let your two best defenders for the last five years go. And you're stuck with Davidson Sanchez. Bro. I mean, Emerson Royale, fantastic. First of all, Emerson, that was a great move by Paratici. The fact they got that done, fantastic. That is I mean, him and Regalone, you can't get much better at fullback, but the guys in the Bro. middle make them look so bad. Bro, Sanchez, so bad. Sanchez like, got embarrassed by Cristiano Ronaldo on Cristiano Ronaldo's is, return. And Eric Dyer's Eric like, Dyer. We already know. A walking, I saw Antonio Conte put Dyer out there, and I'm like, Antonio Conte literally just wants to laugh. I'm like, this is a circus show to him. Antonio Conte knows he's not losing his job until at least May. So he's like, let me expose the circus that this is. I'm when gone. I see Eric Dyer in the lineup, I actually, I text you instantly. Hey, bro, Eric Dyer's yeah. in the lineup. Like, that's, that's it. That's why you do game. I know to put the game on. I know to put the game on in we the We know because some this is going to happen. And it's funny because I had the game on in the room, right? And I had uh, 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 one of a person I worked with was in the break room. I go, oh, hold on. There's going to be a guy that's going to commit a stupid foul. It might be a red card in a little bit. I come back to get my food from the microwave. Sure enough, Eric Dyer commits a red card. Bro. And he tells me, oh, yeah, some guy named Eric Dyer. I go, clockwork. That's the one. That's clockwork. the one. And he goes, bro, how did you see that coming? I go, I just know. Clockwork. I just know. Dyer going to die. That's, that's what it is. It's what he does. Oof. Bro. It, you, and-, and then Don Belly. Don Belly just, it's, <sighs> that whole team's a disaster. I mean, out of all the transfers the last three years, the only one that might actually stick around, other than Regalone and Royale, because obviously yeah. Tottenham are low, that, that they couldn't do any better at those positions, yep. that, considering the business they could have done. Yep. But like you have in Belly, that's a disaster. But Lacelso's quality, at least he you is. have Lacelso. Gio Lacelso is quality, bro. He's quality, but Belly doesn't fit because they're the same player. They play the same role. Yeah. Why did you yeah. spend $100 million on attacking midfielders when you bro. have Son and you have bro. Kane? Bro. Like, and you didn't move, I don't get it. Th- not moving Kane is the big domino. Think about that. And then you I still see, Lucas Mora. W- Lucas Mora as well. When I see Bergvine on the bench, like yeah, I, I, I physically get irritated. Just I feel it. I yeah. feel my blood boil. You have a player with the pace of Adama Traore. Better finisher, mm-hmm. 
and I think doesn't there's no question about what where does he actually fit, right? That's always been the question with Traore is like where exactly does he fit? Started his career as a wing back. Now he's playing, you know, almost a winger. At times he's thrown up in the number nine. It's weird. We don't know where he fits. We know where Bergvine fits. We know he knows the assignment mm-hmm. and he's gonna do it. You throw him, like you said, throw uh throw Son at the number nine, throw Bergvine at, at at a uh at one of those wing roles. And then eventually okay. Brian Gill's gonna get there. Brian Gill. Gill's Let's not forget quality. about Brian Gill. Brian Gill's got quality. I mean, kid's young. I think he might need a loan move in the next, like, maybe next year, a loan move. For sure. And then by 2023, 24, that, that he's going to be firing. I don't. I, I think he'll – I don't know where his final position will be, but I think he could be very Bernardo Silva-ish. I like that. That could be his potential down the line, like someone like as a tweener. Yeah. Um, and if he stays out wide, like, maybe like an Ilya Nusi from Sociedad. Like kind of like as a nice little wide player if he's okay. if he doesn't adapt as an inside guy, but I think they're gonna move him in the midfield, the Spanish side. Yeah. Seeing as the midfield situation going forward is a little bit interesting because they have a lot of guys that are more in the attacking front. Yeah, not really. Some holders. of their attacking midfielders are gonna have to be strikers with their lack of strikers coming. That part. So that's and their midfield depth is obviously uncanny at this point with Gabby and Pedri and you know yeah. everything else in between. Yeah. So there's that portion, but there's another big team that hired a manager. And Here it's we Manchester go. United. Here we go. Right. So, man, you now, finally, Ollie Watch is finally Ollie. over. Well, Emmanuel Dennis, Emmanuel Dennis scoring a goal, and then you know, oh, that, that, first of okay. all, that goal by Dennis, I'm like, oh, he's done. That's it. That was that was it. I knew it that moment. Then, then, but I'm thinking to myself, why don't they just hire Ragnick? Yeah. Because they, you I, said I it. Mean, here's you the said thing: it. like, you need someone that's a football director. So, like, at the same time, what, wouldn't you want to get a chance at Holland since you think that Roy Keane fucked that up for you? Bro. I mean, United's going to have to overcompensate. Holland. And Ragnick is the guy who uh, literally knows Maddie Holland's Kata. dad. Right? Uh, Hadara, Sammy Adara. Who's like, linked, who's hey, linked to hey, Man United right hey, now. Brian, we've talked about this recently. And Cuckoo is white hot right now yep he's fair game at this point if martial if martial goes i think they can make that move happen you can make it happen ragnick i mean united all they have to do is get rid of martial's wages that's it that work. and those wages are heavy and Listen, lingard and lingard let him go let, i love lingard, lingard but you can let him walk. let him go back to west ham where he had a great time or let him go to germany i love or dortmund you. If, or if Julian Brand, if well, Julian Brand wants to go play in the Premier League that badly, which in the past go. Julian Brand well, has Dortmund, flirted with Dor- was it Liverpool? They flir- he flirted with Liverpool. It was in Liverpool, the past, yeah, he flirted it with was the Liverpool. Reds. So I mean, United, he could fit with Ragnick. If Listen. Ragnick's permanent, and you bring in someone like Lucien Favre as a coach permanently with Ragnick, that's that's something, right? That's that's, that's a nice little but combination. If, if Ragnick can succeed, get keep Man United in the top four, perhaps. I think top. Three might be a little out of reach. No, I think top. I think top four this season, unless they go on just an unbelievable run. It's pretty much Man United, West Ham, and Leicester. That's it. But Leicester, I I mean, I don't trust Leicester. I just don't trust Leicester. Um, When I look at the situation that developed into Ragnick getting hired, I was. You can check the the receipts on this program. 
I tried to be an Ollie apologist. I really, I, right. I tried. Woodward gave him a bad break. Ed but Woodward it, tried to hire Mark Overmars as the bro. football director two years ago. I remember And that. now he's stealing his guy. Yep. Rolf Ragnar. That's it. Yeah. When I look at, in the final analysis, I can't remember if I said this on our last program, but Ollie falls in a class of managers. Here's the profile. Former players were great, just great players in their time on the pitch. Ended up being high-level assistants out the gate in their coaching careers. And then take over these big-name clubs. But when it matters most, they are tactically inept. They just do not know how to adjust tactically. And then some guys are gifted. Like Wayne Rooney got to be an assistant coach in the MLS. And you know what? Maybe because there isn't as many coaches on MLS squads that maybe Rooney took Bill of a leadership role by default at DC United. Yeah, because he, he was a player coach. Ben Olsen was on that coaching staff too. Ben Olsen was someone, and Ben Olsen was someone who also yeah. had that role when he played in the MLS too, and he was on yep. that DC United coaching staff at that time yeah. before jumping on with Team USA with Bear Alter. So yep. you have guys that have been in there before, and I think for Rooney jumping in a derby, as the example we made earlier, I think mm-hmm. he was more prepared. Yeah. To go into oh, a talent, sure. to a club of that level, as opposed to someone like Ollie, where you have to deal with all the egos. And I think Zidane's job at, United, at Real Madrid also was quite Same difficult thing. because you have all the egos yeah. with the high salaries. Yeah. And the thing is, Zidane wins three Champions Leagues, but outside of those three Champions Leagues, what did he really win? Right. Nothing. So, I mean, nothing to show. I mean, they won won a La Liga that they should have ran away with. Mm-hmm. And that's that's from our buddy. Uh, that's a, our from our a, co-host Felipe, yeah. Mouth and anything else. And Kareem Benzema's foot basically gave you the other one. So let's let's not even go there. Facts. But um, <laughs> but it's just it's 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 the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's it. I, I think in that I think same Ragnick, class of managers. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if Ragnar can get the next six months and in January. If they can get rid of two or three guys that are going to be like on the way out, like I think Juan Mata, let him go. Yeah. Martial, let him go. Let him go. Lingard, let him go. It's they either going to be Lingard. It's either going to be Lingard or Van de Beek. Who's going to be that I think Van de Beek stays. Yeah. I think I, if you're going to play in a pressing style, Van de Beek is way more useful. I think Fred is someone they can keep in the fold and as a squad player. As someone that can rotate in on, on the bench. I agree. And plus in the European games, Fred's going to be more than useful in, in the European Absolutely. games, whether in the Absolutely. Europa League or in the Champions League. Yep. And then obviously still McTominay. Yep. Matic is someone I think is going to have more of a role note, with I have Ragnick. to say this now. McTominay is turning into United's midfield version of Eric Dyer. I'm just going to say it. Uh, because I think overall he's playing center back for Scotland, and I think that's what's really screwing him up. I think moving him to center back permanently might be the best I move I think for he him needs to – listen, long-term. I've said it. I will say it again. Now I feel Ragnick now coming England on. England made the mistake keeping Dyer as a defensive midfielder, and it may have screwed Eric Dyer's career. Correct. They may uh, have I, Daniel Bard in him. Red Sox fans don't have oh, They may I, have. No, I, they I've, may have. I've said it before on this program. Now that Ragnick is here, I don't think the, that move necessarily needs to happen. Although with Man United's injury woes and uh, Harry Maguire being Harry Maguire, it's bad enough Harry Maguire is flat-footed. The man can't run. Right. Flat-footed. And, you know, you don't want to use up Varane by no. February. So, but I mean, Maguire's been hurt. That. 
Bayi is a nice benefit to have. Right. Don't get me he's, wrong. Right. But he's not. But I mean, who are you going to put next to him on a second team? And there that's it is. really the problem, that fourth guy. You Bay, you loaned out to Aston Villa for Bro, no apparent reason. I was disgusted. <laughs> d- d- disgusting loan. So you have, you have Maguire, who's hurt and can't stay fit of late. Right. You might as Brown well. with the same problem. You might as well throw McTominay back there. He's already doing it internationally. And right. Lindelof, I think Lindelof. I've said it before, just move him back to his natural position as a defensive mid. I think Lindelof might actually be, you know what, if certain moves, ha- if all put three, if Benfica doesn't make Champions League the next round, oh, they I think him. some of those guys are going to be probably leaving anyway. Like yeah. I could see a Julian Weigel going to Newcastle, oh, for example. Okay. Uh, Weigel left Borussia Dortmund for an ambitious Benfica team that will willing to pay up. So, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time you chase the money. There so, I mean, is. a couple of those guys on that, Benfica roster could be on the way. Gonzalo Ramos, perhaps. For sure. Someone who's been rumored to go to Brazil in the past, even from Benfica. So that's interesting. Imagine yes. a guy. He almost went to ben, he almost went to Santos. Imagine that Portuguese guy leaving to wow. go to Brazil. That's not wow. something that happens every day. Not at so, all. So, I mean, it's if Benfica can't keep guys from going to Brazil, what makes you think they can keep guys from going to a bottom-tier club in England? There it is. I mean, Ruben Neves left Porto for Wolves in the championship. So, I mean, the Portuguese league isn't what it was. I mean, Sporting had to loan out Nuno Mendes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, talk about the bargaining power there. Trincao had to be loaned out to Barcelona before buying him permanently. Yep. So, it's just keep in mind of that. You know, I mean, uh, there's some talent in Portugal. I mean, Diego Gonzalez might be someone Uh, that, you know. Right. He's someone that can open up some space. Maybe uh, Ricardo Orta, who's better than his brother Andre, by the way. That so there's there's a couple different options. Ezekiel Barco oh, from Atlanta United with the MLS Barco. season being over. Yeah. Right? Is this yeah. the summer that he moves? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiago Amada as well, although mm-hmm. he didn't play as much this year as he maybe some Atlanta fans would have expected, but he's mm-hmm. someone that European teams covet. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, if there are teams at the bottom half of the Premier League that need help and some of the other European teams open up, I mean, if Benfica needs to bring Lindelof back, they brought Odamendi back, who was an old teammate of Lindelof, True. Make why not? Why not make the move? Benfica's always had Benfica's always believed in second chance. I mean, they brought Safarovic back a second time and that worked out brilliantly. And Jonas too. Jonas oh, was a guy who came yeah. second, two times around too, because he went he left them for China, then Brazil then came yeah. back. I mean George Jesus. Benfica loves a reunion. They they do reunion well. They do reunion well. Do. I mean, um, Porto's a roster that has been gutted and resurfaced again in the past too, but I mean, for a team looking for defensive depth, I'm sure, you know, you're looking at Porto's roster. There's a couple different guys on that team that could mm-hmm. easily be had. You could recognize some names. Yep. I mean, Mbembe, right? Chancel Mbembe uh-huh. could be someone Newcastle goes after as like a last-ditch resort, like a yep. Kabak yep. last, you know, this year for Norwich. Yeah. So there's a couple of different moves there. But I think now that we got over all the managers and everything, and we're going to have to see what United does. Obviously, they're linked with Amadou Hadara, not a surprise. And mm-hmm. Cuckoo's someone that's – you know, that's, if Leipzig don't qualify Listen, for the next round of the Champions League. but I don't care what United does. Get me a freaking CDM. That's all I ask. Get me a CDM. Now, of course, with Ragnick. Now, what about Dennis Zakaria? I like Dennis Zakaria. Or the, get me Frank Kessie, okay? Frank Kessie is not re-upped with Milan. Milan should move him. He's, Maldini he's, should move him. Do it. I, I think Just do it. You know what? Erickson went for, what, 17.5 from Tottenham to Inter? Yeah. I'm saying if that if that's what 
Man United offer to say, hey, this is what Erickson won for. Kessie's pretty much near the same class as Erickson. Let's let's make that deal. They might now, get Kessie's going to be out for the month of January. True. So you're going to you're going to have time for him to be able to integrate into the roster a little bit. So you can kind of Ragnick can kind of figure out what his team looks like. Now in my opinion, the reason being I would if I'm United, I go with Hadar instead because Hadar the pace that he can offer you. True. Okay. That's and I fair. think he he's evolved. He's not just like a box to box midfielder like he was when Ragnick had him 2 years ago. I think with Tyler Adams being out the majority of the first half of the season. Yeah. Hadar stepped in and pretty much proved he can play that role the same way that someone like Angelino proved he could play that left wing role yeah, last year well. when Mr. Clivert couldn't step up and play that role. So Yikes. Yikes. Don't not a shot at Justin Clivert. It just didn't work out. But I mean, yeah, it like it's, eh, it's okay because you know what? Smith Rowe was someone that even though he wasn't producing goals and assists when he played at Leipzig, look at what he's doing now. And he's doing Man. a lot of the same things he did back then. Leaps so and bounds. Sometimes Leaps it's more about – exactly. But uh, we'll talk about – speaking of guys like uh, Smith Rowe and Mariba and all oh, these guys. Hold like on, guys side that, note. You know, we're in the rumors. So, yeah, side ahead. note, let me say this real quick about Ragnick though. Thing I, I think the biggest thing I'm excited about is – and if you don't know Ragnick's story, The Athletic did an excellent piece on him a couple weeks ago. Schalke, um, Hoffenheim. The, yeah, the godfather of German football, of modern German football, as they say. Leipzig. Leipzig is in in Bundesliga. The Leipzig because of him. Period. Look him out of Moscow. He was there. He was there. Yeah, he was there. there now, obviously, guy. Ragnick's been linked before mm-hmm. because I believe that uh, Chelsea were looking at Ragnick. Chelsea was looking at him. United was but actually looking Abramovich. at him back in 2019 as well. Now, to, to be fair to Chelsea, now Abraham's going to love that I say this, but to be fair to uh, Chelsea, I don't think they need any help in terms of how to grow that youth academy because they've done a freaking damn good job. Reece so, Ragnick, I mean, I can understand Abramovich kind of going, you know, Roth, I respect your resume, but I think we're good over here. Okay. Yeah, United, on the other hand, they they kind of like, they as, again, they have good youth players, but like they kind of keep the right, they keep the wrong guys and they let the right guys go. That's it. And... You know, again, when you let Zaha and Depay go and they both become like Bro. steady stars and, Bro. you know, $50 million fees, hey, it doesn't work out. That's one thing. But you got to be able to get max value for those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zaha, they would. If Zaha got sold, they would. Yeah. But I mean, Depay, they didn't. Depay went on a free, so you yep. got nothing. Made me sick. Ragnick's going to bring uh, discipline. If you've watched United at all throughout this season, you've seen they've been incredibly undisciplined in the midfield. Um, so apart, I think, from bringing in a CDM, even before doing that, I think he brings a great level of discipline. He is a very detail-oriented. Um, and there's just some stuff that comes with you doing some grunt work in some lower-level leagues and having to bring teams up and all of that. He knows what he's doing. And so I think for this United team, first of all, United's formation should have changed eons ago. They should have been running a 4-3-3, especially with the personnel that they have, um, or a, we'll say a 4-3-1-2, um, right. which is what we're probably going to see out of Ragnick. Now he won't and be either playing. way, now oh, we're going to see more Alex Tellers than Luke Shaw. True. And Luke That's Shaw, one thing you're like gonna we see said, right away. Shaw might be on his way out. Shaw has not got back fit. Newcastle for a should few call. Months. Newcastle, Listen. I mean, I think United are welcome for a call from Newcastle. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love Luke Shaw. He was great, right. but he has not recovered and got back into form. If he so- somehow gets back into to form or into shape, really, not form, if he gets back into shape and fitness, by all means, keep the man. But if not, throw Alex Tellers in there and go ahead and, and use your Ragnick link 
to get one Angelino. Well, how about this? If Sevilla don't qualify for the next round of Champions League, why don't you go out and just get Marcus Acuna? Oh, Alex Tellez. Alex Tellez. Alex Tellez's former teammate. Keep in mind, Tellez replaced Acuna after Acuna beat Tellez out originally. So those two guys have played together before. And keep in mind, Acuna gives you a little bit of an Angelino angle where you can kind of use him as a left winger. Yeah. Uh, Brighton have a similar tactic like that because they have Matt, uh, uh, they have um, they have Cucurella who came from Getafe, yeah. very yeah. similar type of player. By the way, that guy's fun as hell. That guy yeah, is as is. advertised. By Brighton has just been so. Fun. Brighton's been a fun team this year. If Malpe could just score more goals like he did today, that, part, that would be that would be special, man. Out there being that guy. Oh, it's on Edward went to Brighton. Oh, oh man, I forgot oh. about Edward. You, you know, oh. that, that's the other name I forgot over at uh, at Crystal Palace. They just they're, they're that's filthy. true. They got a filth of riches of young riches, right? Now. As um, long as Guaita stays healthy, Chelsea uh, Crystal Palace will be fine in that that part. Because so, I don't think you want to see Jack Butlin in that. <laughs> absolutely. Listen, <laughs> he was bad at Stoke uh, towards the end. So United, like United will be more purpose. organized. Um, yeah. Well, I th- they'll be fine. They'll be fine under Ragnick. Right. right. Uh, Ragnick's uh, contract runs through 2024. Uh, with that, though, is it'll be a consultancy role unless he decides that he likes the coaching role. Then they can have the conversation again about extending him out to be the permanent, not the interim. I don't. Th- I don't think he should extend out to be the he permanent. He could be. He could end up being like one of the um, the heads of like like. Um, he could end up running their academy or something like that, like towards like you, you think academy you think training. he could replace Darren Fletcher running the academy? Yeah, I mean, if like for example, if long term they decide that Fletcher and Carrick are going to be on the first team staff with say a Pochettino or like a Lucien Favre, because you're going to need English player, you're going to need English coaches on that staff. Okay, I'm not listen. I'm just going to say it now. I'm not sold on Pochettino. I think I, I put Pochettino. I'm not either. No, I put him in that I'll same honest, class of manager I would as Ali. I mean, here's the thing with Tuchel. When Tuchel was at PSG, Tuchel put up results. Poch isn't even that same team, basically. With Messi. Messi's with just Messi Wijnaldum. Gotcha. Yeah. And they're not even doing yep. it. I mean, they're ahead yep. of League One because basically the other two teams are gutted. Marseille, Marseille have had a little coup. Their fans yep. are fighting them again. Yep. And and, and Leon got gutted. And Leon lost Memphis to Poch. So, like, yeah. what do you want him to do? Exactly. Que mas? However, shout out to Ren. Shout out to Ren because Ren are even one without of the best Kevin Vinga, watch in they're still doing their thing. Um, and Rafinha, and Rafinha, yeah. They so when, when I, I look at uh, Pochettino, go, going back to what I said about a, a certain profile of manager who used to be a player, ends up being a high level assistant, takes over a top team. Um, Pochettino falls into that level for me, tactically inept when it matters most. Um, I'm what he's he's proving me wrong for the time being, Mikel Arteta. Um, but I, I, I can see them faltering down the line. I think Brendan Rodgers falls in that category as well, um, at, at, especially of late. Rodgers is getting – it's getting towards a wall the way that uh, – He's – it's – I would say getting towards the way Nuno was at Wolves, where it's ah, like, yeah, those okay, guys, yeah. They, they appreciate him, but I think they're getting sick of his shit. Yeah, they're just, they're just not going to fight However, anymore. if I'm Lester, someone I would try to go out and get, is uh, maybe even Diego Martinez, the former coach of Granada. But possibly, I mean, they missed out on Bruno Lage. Bruno Lage was was as good of a free agent coach as there was in the business. 
But I mean, th- that's got to be an option, right? Someone like okay. Martinez, someone like Nuno could be someone that, uh, again, I, I don't think he's going to coach in England for a while. No. I think it's going to be, I think he's going to go to Spain. And you know what? He might even take Porto if Porto, if uh, if uh, if Sergio Constantino. Honestly, Constantino needs needs a promotion, man. He does. I would and uh, Ruben Amarim, those two guys were teammates. Both of those guys are ready for the next step. Yeah. Let me tell you, they ready are to both ready leap. to go. Ready so. to take that leap. So, yep. yeah, I, I, I'm not sold on Poch, even though United I, apparently is looking at Poch as the long term guy. I'm not sold on him. Definitely not sold on. Uh, the possibility of a Zidane, I don't like it. I, I like someone more like a Lucien Favre, uh-huh. or if Ragnick decides that he likes that role, uh, likes the role of big manager on a permanent basis for sure. Um, with that being said, though, as we've looked at the managerial carousel in England and some of the dominoes that it affects uh, for the rest of Europe, with the remaining time we have left, let's go ahead and take a look at, I don't know, let's say five or so players who uh, definitely need to make a move in the winter window or need to be primed and primed in the winter window for a move during the summer. Brian, who you got? Well, I think the, one of the top moves, I mean, considering the summer that Christian Pulisic had to only play 215 minutes this season is annoying. I think for Pulisic, a move out of Chelsea is probably for the best. Uh, However, I don't know where Ray Healy he can go outside of maybe a Villa or um, Newcastle. West Ham. I, I, no, Newcastle. No, I don't think Newcastle would be. I, I mean, here's the thing. If he went to Newcastle, Newcastle would probably be fighting for 14th by the end of the season with him and maybe two other defensive additions. But again, that's asking a lot. I think for a good situation for him would be to go to Villa with – him playing oh, in the same type of role that a yeah. Grealish had on the left-hand side. Right. That's possible. Yeah, that's him. That's um, him. An RB Leipzig, perhaps, if they were able – if Chelsea were finally able to get a swap for, say, like an Angelino or something like that because they do need a little help defensively, if, mm-hmm. if anything. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% in favor of – With Ben uh, Chilwell Pulisic. being out, especially. So that's all oh I'm saying. God, yeah. yeah. I'm 100% in favor of Pulisic going back to Germany. Um, I've – I know there were rumors of that last year. I mean, Rafael Guerrero at Dortmund for Pulisic straight up. And then listen, Julian Brand goes somewhere. I mean, as I said, Julian Brand's someone that I think a European side comes in with a big offer. He's gone. He go, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Like that, he's as but, good as gone. But before that, I mean, Dortmund needs help at the center. That's what I mean. They need there. to raise some funds somehow. Jeez, Louise. It's, it's terrible. Um, no, right. I, I, I'm just going to let me get on the soapbox for a second. I'm sick and tired of the British media. And the British bias against Pulisic. Pulisic, I mean, Pulisic had some injuries. I mean, he had the hamstring injuries. He had, he a had the injury one. and he had COVID. However, he had the groin too. Played the groin too. Yeah, when he's played, he has clearly outplayed their little golden boy Mason Mount. But is he better than Gio Reyna? Ooh, because those same British pundits that are tough on Pulisic have been far too kind with Gio Reyna. In the they've, same they've loved Reyna. But and, I and, think I think But here's the thing. At the same time, they've been fair with Weston McKinney. True. So West, it, it's not the same way. I just think with Pulisic, like, it's the same issue with Pulisic. It's, he gets into a string of four or five really, really good games, and then he disappears. Yeah. You get Weston McKinney where it's like, you know, his he, he looks like it's about to be Anderson from Manchester United, that, like, post-2012 over here. 
Yikes. And then you have Gio Reyna, who looks like he's about to be the workhorse. But here's the thing, too. Yunus Musa looks Musa. like someone that, I, I, I mean, that I like he's him. playing a little center midfield right now for Valencia. So it's like, what position is he really? And he's looked hey, look good doing it. What position is he really at this point? So it's look, just, he kind of reminds me of, of a, a little bit of like a – if Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney were like merged, that's what he reminds right. me of. And, I mean, Tyler Adams had an injury first half of the season, too. So, some of the interest in him. And Renato Sanchez is another player who oh, suffered yeah. because of it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the, – I'm going to put all those guys kind of in this group with Pulisic. There are guys that have been injured, kind of need a little bit of momentum to get themselves back to the way yeah. they should be yeah. and playing at the level they should be. Now, yeah. Spain, I mean, obviously Barcelona has been interested in Pulisic in the past. I don't know if there's really any side in Spain that can afford him unless, like – if Man City went in for Arizabal instead of Grealish, maybe Sociedad could have went for Pulisic. Yeah. But that's it, really. I can't yeah. see him really. No other La Liga side really can afford. I mean, Villarreal would just be. I mean, with now Chuck Weezy starting to score goals, I don't think they're going to be interested in looking Chuk- for anyone. Uh, hurts my yeah. heart that Osaman got hurt. Him. I know. On that Nigeria side with Chuck Weezy and uh, Wobi and Ian Nacho. Oh. Say less before I hurt myself. Um, so Polisic, that's yep. a that's that's definitely one that needs to go. Um what about the the names that you know didn't happen this past summer? So you have the uh the Mbappe's, the Mbappe to, the to Madrid, yep. the Tarkowski's, the Harry Kane's. Um, these are Frank Cassie. Frank Kessie. I mean, all these guys that are kind of expiring contracts, Lingard. Lingard, yeah. Um, and, and and not just expiring, but are have not re-upped. So Pogba's another one. These are guys who have not extended. Pogba's done at United, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. That, oh, official. Listen, this this last little spurt, because let's not forget, this man started in the first three games of the season, had seven assists. He was having fun again, right? And then what happens? McTominay got hurt. McTominay one. got hurt. <laughs> I McTominay mean, that's the story hurt. for United season, right? Maguire, I mean, Maguire became Maguire again. Varane got mm-hmm. hurt. And Ollie, like we said, te- tactically inept, couldn't make it make sense. And so Pogba, not don't get me wrong, we know Pogba's injured, but you can clearly tell right. he's taking his time and Keeping Martial. Back. I mean, why Why is Martial Why? Why? And don't get if me wrong. If you're going to keep I Lingard, at least sell Martial, right? That's it. I mean, and let Lingard me Leon couldn't. You're telling me you're not going to take $25 million from Leon to take him? And, maybe, and Martial maybe all the French home. clubs are that broke. Yeah, maybe the French would, clubs are that broke. But Martial would go back home to, to France. We know he would go back home to France. Right, Leon would be a nice spot for him. It would be a great fit for he him and a great gift for them. Great he wouldn't fit have to be there long, game. I'm telling Absolute, you. Absolutely. And Martial – I'm sorry, Martial. Lingard, though, fits more with – especially if United goes to a 4-3-3 pressing. Mm-hmm. Lingard is excellent for that. Which makes Juan Mata useless. Exactly. And we know as well. Ronaldo can't play every can't play every no. minute of every match. I mean, Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford could also alternate at that nine spot. So it's not like they need, you know. And again, Daniel James getting thirty million for Daniel James. That's probably the only good bit of business that United did this offseason facts. right now. Because Varane looks like, I mean, Ronaldo as great as he is. Okay, you were, you sold Daniel James to kind of pay for Ronaldo. That's pretty much what it looks like right now. Essentially, that's pretty much it's exactly what it looks like. And then never mind the fact and a little bit of Ronaldo. You could sell Luke Shaw and go get Marcos Acuna. That would be a good move, right? I mean, and all things considered, but I mean, there's there's something to be said there about that too. 
because some of the teams are don't feel compelled or scared off by United to be forced to sell. But I mean, if you sell Luke Shaw, you're going to get substantial wages off the book for sure. And then, of course, there's always the Phil Jones albatross too. So that's that's another portion. Keep of forgetting about Phil Jones. Uh, here's one I'm going to throw out there. I don't know if anyone will buy him. Say it now. Sell Harry Maguire. Not now. <laughs> During the summer. Sell that Joker. Sell him. I mean, if Pulisic is going for forty-two and a half million from Chelsea, rumored, Maguire is Maguire even worth fifty million euros right now? No, Probably he's not. not, and that pisses 40? me off because I need, we need to make back what we overpaid for him. Honestly, Something. you know who the best you, you know who the best defender on that Leicester team that Maguire was on was? It was Johnny Evans. Absolutely, which is great. Um, who is Johnny Evans? A former United guy. I know, and you know what's funny is that some I think I, I forget what podcast. I think Alan Shearer said it on a podcast on the Athletic. He goes, you know, United. I I I I, I think Johnny Evans is the best defender on United's roster right now. <laughs> I'm sick, thoroughly sick. <laughs> and, sick. And, and Ornstein's just like, um, I, there's a good argument to be had there. Go listen, and Evans wouldn't even be playing at Leicester if Fafana was healthy. That li- and that just made it get well soon. Way for worse. Get well soon. Yep. That just oh, made side it way note, worse. Speaking of uh, Lester, Yuri Tielemans is a player who needs yeah. to make a move. Get, uh, get him at- see, yeah. th- this is where I go a little different. I think if I'm Yuri Tielemans, the only move that I could make that would really up myself, other than Madrid playing with Camavinga or Bayern playing with like Kimmich, otherwise I'd stay at Leicester. Why not re-up for a three-year deal, get a release clause for $70 million, you and, said, and leverage yourself? You said Madrid. That's nasty. Yeah. Casemiro, Camavinga. And, and I mean, if Modric oh. is on the way out, right? And if Modric, Modric is, is on, on the way out, out Cruz, we so know, is on the Cruz is probably on his Tielemans, way out. Tielemans gives you that kind of playmaking ability there. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what he can do in the FA Cup. In big games, he steps up. He does. He's um, one of the few guys on Belgium's roster that is as advertised. Right? And someone tell United to go sniff around for uh, Ndidi again. Um, so, yeah, t- I think Tillemans. There's another one. Honestly, if I'm Leicester, I mean, Samore, and I would get someone else to pair with him. There it is. That's literally the point I'm getting at because, I mean, Ndidi and Tillemans. Ndidi and Samore do not. Ndidi and Samore do not look. What about like Ronaldo Sanchez? Lester would look. be perfect with him. Samari and Sanchez already work. You don't. You don't really is. have to think about it. There it is. And Indeed, then Kessie. Indeed, and Samari look. Lester too. Indeed, and Samari look lost together in the midfield. Like they do. I mean, we have there are midfield pairings that are like top tier right now in the Premier League. Right. right? right. Jorginho and Conte. Um, Suchek and, and, um, and Rice. And Rice. Yeah. Mwah, chef's kiss. And then there's you know. But Samari, there are some good midfield pairings that are super underrated. Like um, yes, uh, um, what's the pairing over in uh, crap at Crystal Palace? Um, well, right now they've been using Maloyevich, Koyate, and um, and MacArthur. Yeah, but here's the thing too: Watford with Sissoko and oh, yes. um, oh my god. As I, said, I mean, Sissoko's just had a good year. Sissoko's had a he's had that, a revival that, that over that there. In itself, that he's in had a revival over just, there. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, and let's not forget freaking uh, over at Liverpool. You have a like a Jordan Henderson and a Fabinho. Well, Fabinho and Henderson, yeah, and then you still have Thiago. Finally, Thiago's starting to. 
I mean, we, we figured it would be a growing pains for you him. You know what it is? No, it's not. Prim. It's not growing pains. He finally got it. He, he has some hair. Like now, now that he has oh. hair, he's playing. Well, now he's playing like Barcelona Tiago. So there it is. That's even better. There it is. I mean, Barca Tiago was was disciplined Tiago. This is more freelance Tiago. I like this. Yeah. 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 So I, th- I think Tillemans is another one. Um, if, if I'm just rattling off and looking, guys. Hulk, it, ah. Hulk needs to take that Brazilian title and go to a European team. There it is. Um, now, personally, what if Hulk were to go to Porto? Reunite with Porto. Reunited, and, win, and, it, and I think with, I would enjoy and watching And win Liga Nos. Now, can he take Kelvin back and recreate that 2012 freaking final game of the season against Benfica? Because I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. With the amount of Benfica fans there are around here, because all the Azorians around here. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to just see Porto just stick it to him one more time? One more time. Sergio Contichal. Oh, man. He would love it. You know Contichal. Yeah. He's Contichal reminds me of Simeone. George um, Jesus. Was also the coach that Benfica that lost that day, so that would just be even funnier. <laughs> um, one more, I think I will throw in there. Well, uh, Blahovic, what the heck's happened to Vlahovic over Fiorentina? Like, come on, I'm tired of the games with that. Well, Vlahovic, apparently, the Juve scandal has slowed down the transfer talks because Juve was Got the favorite. It. Got it. So now okay. because of potential financial relegation regulations, if you will, Vlojevic, the favorite for Vlojevic now is Tottenham. Got it. Oh, also. Because Inter was the original favorite. Right, right. Before Conte left. So um, Also, there's Chiesa rumors, but I feel Juve would be stupid to lose Listen, Chiesa. if Chiesa goes anywhere, it's probably going to be PSG to replace Mbappe. Oh, uh, I heard there's another. That's my honest opinion. I heard. I, heard I don't think. A- I don't think he goes to England. Uh, I don't think Chelsea goes after him unless, I, unless say it, say it. Unless I, I think Jorginho would have to go the other way. So I don't know if Chelsea's willing to do that. Speaking of another player, that's the biggest thing because I think Juve cannot afford to do that deal straight up. Spe- they can't afford to lose Chiesa straight up, and speaking- Chelsea need to get rid of some guys on that squad. Speaking of it, exactly, and I want to get to Chelsea. We've said we. I think we've said this. We said this before our little hiatus. I don't know. I think Timo, either Timo or Kai, needs to go. Um, I don't like the rumors of Florian Verts. Um, at this point, it's it's overkill amongst Timo, Hakim Ziyech, and Havertz. Like you need to. Well, keep in mind. If they're playing more of now, if it's going to be shifted from more of a pressing style to more of a tick attacker type of press, where yeah. more of a Man City type of press, yeah, then the the adaption to having a Havertz, Werner, and Verts is better than having the guys they have now. Right. But what has to happen is okay. Now you're putting Hakim Ziyech kind of in a Riyad Mahrez type of position. <sighs> Where it's like, yeah, you know, and it, it's kind of sucks that from the same country and they're being mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. regulated into a limited role when they're right. far better players. But right. Again. They're being typecasted, literally. <laughs> then you have Conor Gallagher that's going to step in. And maybe the Jorginho swap because Conor Gallagher is going to replace Jorginho. Maybe they're ready for it. But if I'm Chelsea, I wouldn't make that move. I think that would screw the chemistry of that whole starting 11 okay. by losing Jorginho. I think so Jorginho and Conte – all right, unless you're going to get – I mean, if that's the case, if they're going to get rid of Jorginho, then they better get rid of Conte the same transfer window. They, no, that's true because that's going to mess. 
Just have Kovacic come in and uh, yes, have Kovacic, oh. and then you, maybe you get Kessie, Hold maybe on. Saul Nagez stays on, on a permanent. The, the, yeah, the I don't even know. We we said it earlier. I mean, again, it's just it's it's a log jam. And it's there's a, a lot of quality midfielders. Is Nagez better than Kovacic right now? The answer is no. No. Absolutely. So Atletico fans that have been skeptical about Saul Nagez saying he's a good player, but what does he actually do? And that's been the question for a while. We don't know. We we right? literally don't know. So there's maybe there's- Diego Simeone. I think it's starting to get to the point where I think peak Antoine Griezmann needs to be appreciated even more because Saul Nagez was the top playmaking midfielder on that team. True. Yikes. So so we he's not doing out, anything at Chelsea. So we've thrown out Pulisic, a Luke Shaw possibly, um, Indeedy, maybe a Tielemans, um Renato Sanchez. Renato Sanchez. That's five right there. Well, here's and then here's uh, a wild card player as well. Okay, is uh, Owen Bakay. Uh, and I've thrown this name out there in the past. Now his contract's not up until twenty twenty three. But considering that uh, the Italian league is going to go through a little bit of a scandal, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any teams in England pursuing him. Maybe Ricardo Orsolini from Bologna. He puts mm. up results. Now, Rick- Rodrigo DePaul was kind of the player in the bottom half of that Serie A that kind of got all the attention last year. And Atletico Madrid swooped in for him at around 35 million euros. Orsolini probably could be had for about 20. So for a team that's looking for like, Maybe a Brentford, right? Looking for an additional piece to pair with Ivan Tony, perhaps. You know, a team that has a lot of championship players, so maybe they're looking to kind of get some top-level talent there. Maybe Sevilla to try to cover some injuries if they're going to make the next round of the Champions League or a team that may need a little help in the Europa League, like a West Ham, perhaps. Especially if Jared Bowen's going to be the nine behind Antonio, so you don't have to play Bowen out wide all the time. There you go. So that's 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 a bit of a cover, especially if Vlasic's just going to be playing Europa League. If Vlasic's not going to play Premier League matches, then you need someone that can cover that wide True. position. That's it. Um, Tarkowski, we talked about already. Um, again, I just say, yeah. you know, I mean, there are going to be a few expiring contracts, like Fulham, like Jan Michael Sari is an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. That's someone that, uh, you know, you know, maybe in June he'll move. Maybe not now. There's some MLS guys. The season just ended. Maybe we'll see what happens. Ricardo Pepe, uh, you know, could be someone that makes a move in January. Yeah, I don't I think he'll make. Maybe not Pepe. to a Premier League. Maybe not a Premier League side. I mean, Newcastle could. I mean, having him behind Callum Wilson and this way, if you get relegated, Pepe's still your number one striker heading into a championship season, right? I mean, you could be worse. They'd be better I, um, off than the last time with Dwight Gale. But, true, true. You know. I um, as we wrap though, I, I I'll say this: winter window is going to be interesting. Even though I think this might be a more active, we won't see a Bruno window. Fernandez type move. No, no, no. We I won't see one of those. But um, I think it might be a little more active than what we've seen recently. Let's not forget we're still in. I think the feeling the the blowback and the repercussions of COVID. It is what it is. It is financially crippled. <laughs> Um, leagues and teams, but also keep this in mind. You have the African Cup of Nations. You have Afcon coming up in in January. We're just going to take some, you know, some big names, the most solids, the Sadio Mane's of the world, away from their clubs. Um, Afra Hakimi, um, Chugueze, like these major players on their teams are going to be gone. 
And then let's not forget in, at the end of 2022, it had to be pushed to November because you can't play mm-hmm. a World Cup, a major tournament in the Middle East in the summer. Okay, folks will right. fry. I mean, here's the thing, too. Remember the uh, Jurgen Klopp quote, right? And we'll close on this. A little Would Jurgen Klopp be as mad? Would Jurgen Klopp be as mad if maybe Jordan Shakiri didn't leave and if Harvey Elliott didn't, like, have his leg twisted in a 75 Bro, degree? I forgot I mean, about the Harvey Elliott saying, injury. Shakiri and Elliott could have been ca- could have carried that for four weeks. They could have. I'm all, I'm just saying. Yeah. They had Jordan Henderson playing center back last year. Jürgen. Bro. Okay. It can't, I think Jurgen's just mad because it's, like, three years in a row I have to deal with this shit. Hey, timeout. I get Jurgen's frustration. Time out. But again, again, and I understand like some of the AFCON games, like the crowds may not be, it may not be like full crowds like the European tournaments. That doesn't make the tournament any less, and it doesn't make those players in the competition any less. But just, it's not the same fanfare. Hold on. But again, I hate that it's happening in January. It's not the fault of the African players. It's not. more AFCON doesn't really understand. It's the same problem with the MLS, like the season there going is. in the summertime. It's just hence, like it's a different type of thing. Hence, hence Arsene Wenger's proposal that all leagues get on kind of a similar like calendar year. Like but Arsene also schedule. did say he would like the February through October schedule. Right. But but like for the summer months. But I, I will say this about Liverpool. You and I'm not saying these guys are world beaters, but Klopp, you act like you don't have a Divac or Ricci. You act like you don't have that's a cool I mean, he could have kept Ryan Brewster. Nobody told our, uh, Liverpool to sell You feel me? You act like you have a Takumi Minamino. Like, you, you have you have attacking pieces. You I act mean, like you... Andy Robertson's been out, and Smithcast has been fantastic. Right. You feel me? And if Rob- if Robertson comes back at some time in January... I mean, play Trent Alexander-Arnold at right wing. Give the world the what they want. You the words right out of my mouth. Put the man Give at right wing. Give the world what they want. And Play throw. Joe Gomez at right back, Thank you. right? Because Joe Gomez, Thank you. because you know that's a, you know that that's going to be the last player I'll mention for the that guy needs a move. I think Joe Gomez is. needs a move. I agree. Now he can't play at Man City with Sterling, but I mean, what he can do. <laughs> but what he can, you know, would be a good useful squad for him would be West Ham. Now I know they just paid big money for Kurt Zuma. And I get that, but like Chrome, Chrome Dome, dude, Chrome Dome, dude. Zoom. How many corner kick goals between the two of them? Nasty. Dude. Or the titanium score Zuma. Or what about him going to Villa? <sighs> especially, especially if a moves. Fun, huh? Especially if a moves. Him and Tyrone Mings in the <laughs> That would be powerful. <laughs> that's that's a fun one. That's that's dangerous. Yeah, the only thing is, you know, if you're playing Man City, now you get juked out. Now both of them get juked out by Raheem Sterling. So that's 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 not very good. Not very good. Um. Oh, but real quick, I, yeah. No, World Cup in November going to mess a little bit, I think, with the winter window in when winter window in 2022. Um. Gosh, Brian, is so oh, much. Yeah. Um. Next episode, we definitely I know have some more deep dives to do. Um. Stay tuned for further talk about whether it be Newcastle's takeover. Um, man, some of the scandals that are coming. You got Juve. You I got. Know. We're going to cover them too. We got to cover some of these scandals. I mean, um, there's going to be some juicy news out of Benfica in March once uh, Felipe Vieira gets. Uh, well, he had the largest bail ever given by a Portuguese court, ever, by the way. He didn't murder anybody. Sheesh. He just committed tax fraud against Benfica. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, let's not forget um, uh, yeah. Kareem Benzema with a suspended sentence for a sex tape scan. Like, 
what is happening? It's crazy. And then Mendy. Benjamin Mendy. Mendy's That's case the other is one. getting yep. scary, Ben Mendy, too. bro. It's get oh, oh, and the with this whole situation with France. Okay, that that folks are saying there's there's some stuff brewing over with France. So we're not going to turn into the shade room or the sun or the mirror, but we got to talk about some of this stuff. So stay tuned, y'all. We appreciate you guys. As always, if you want to hear anything going on with uh, the SSAW family, head on over to TSSAW.com. Again, that's TSSAW.com um, to check out all the other podcasts and, and uh, good things going on within the familia that is SSAW. Um, as always, I am your host here with my guy, Brian, today, like we said, CR7 and Rash, just gentlemen and scholars, I guess you could say, um, and just two dads doing what they love to do. Um, and as always, y'all know what it is. Catch y'all on the next one. Friends, family, and friends who become familia. That's full time, y'all.